From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. Head on over to uh, the Blue Sky location in Oxford or any Blue Sky location throughout Mississippi. You can use the Speed Pass Plus app. That way you can uh, be safe and fill up right there at the pump without touching much of anything. You pay right there on the app and you get back on the road and enjoy your day. You can also go next door to the Oxford Crystal, use the drive through pick up some lunch, breakfast, 24 hours a day. There with the Oxford Crystal and, again, all what a combo locations throughout Mississippi. And, again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can chop it around. Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He will prove that to you when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on our network of podcasts on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open. Actually, I think Rafters is open as well. I'm not exactly sure what the details are there. I'll talk to Hudson and get that to you here uh, first part of the week. Okay. But Rafters on the Water is open, and it's located at the Sardis Marina. Come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in North Mississippi. Menu offers shrimp and Mississippi catfish platters along with gourmet burgers, Louisiana-style po'boys served on Leidenheimer French bread. The hours are Wednesdays and Thursdays, 3.30 to 10. Friday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. They have newly expanded picnic-style dining areas, signature appetizers, including Zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, live music uh, as well, and uh, a lot of fun cocktails, including their famous house-frozen margaritas. To-go is available, curbside's available as well, 662-712-6162. So we got done with hand-raised guys on Thursday night, and uh, we said, yeah, you know, there's nothing really else to talk about. Have we just hung on like 15 more minutes? Uh Hell started breaking loose at that point. And uh, Thursday and Friday, pretty big news days. Some stuff over the weekend as well. A lot of coverage, herbalgrove.com. Neil's 10 Weekend Thoughts covers a good bit of what we'll talk about today. Um, I decided to take a dive into the monument and the cemetery over the weekend. Talked to some people. Gave some opinions. Uh, kind of got to the we, – we always do kind of the keep it real thing. Kind of got to the nuts and bolts of what was required and what was necessary and what the options actually were with moving this monument. And uh, moving it quickly at this point, um, because in Mississippi, as we're learning, it's not the easiest thing to get a lot of things done. So sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta go about things a certain way around here. So we'll uh, you all are an interesting sort, Mississippians. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through that. Uh, well, you know, it's I think you've said this too. You know, it's the it's the biggest small town in America, but that comes with kind of a small town politics deal too. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's kind of all the way around there. Everybody knows everybody, but then that also creates some conflict while we're, uh, while we're talking. I got a whole lot of mind your own business to stay out of it. And I've had to remind some people, man, I've been paying taxes for 12 years here. I got some financial equity. Get a vote. That's true. So a good bit to get to. Um, but that's, I, I'll start off with some, I think 
to be ahead, a little breaking news. I think you're going to see action in the legislature in the next 24 to 48 hours, maybe a little more than that, maybe a little less than that. Uh, you're going to see them vote to suspend the rules, at which point they're going to vote. Uh, two-thirds majority needed for that in both chambers, yeah, by the way. Apparently they feel like they've got that. And then uh, they're going to vote to decommission the flag, which is just a majority vote. That's correct. And they've yes. got that vote. I think you'll see that flag decommissioned, which means it will no longer be the state flag. So, which technically would fix the issues from a sports standpoint that we are discussing. Yeah. So uh, that also ends the... And that's also a breath. Now let's take a breath and now figure out whatever you want to do next for hanging the next pizza cloth up somewhere. Yeah. At least th- that ends the separate but equal concept of flags, which might go down as the stupidest thing I've ever heard. My God, my IQ dropped 100 points just reading the idea. I don't have that many points to drop, but there will be no flag. I think the Stennis flag, those of you who are out rushing to buy the Stennis flag, as cool as I think the flag looks too, it's you not probably going to pause that right now. Not yeah. going to be your flag. I think you're going to see some sort of a kind of a competition, if you will, trying to get involvement from all different angles and elementary school kids and commissions and God only knows the amount of tax dollars that will be spent to commission the the pursuit of different flags and then they'll either come up with the flag or they'll come up with a couple of concepts of flags and put that up for a vote. So we're not gonna get renderings, are we? We've had some problems with those there lately. So there will be all sorts of conversations about flags here in the next I don't know, six, seven, eight years. And until then who knows what Mississippi will fly, will fly, but it will not be the Confederate battle emblem thingy that I. Every time I call it the Confederate flag, I get yelled at. So that's not correct. Yeah. Well, it's the battle emblem. It's the battle flag. It's battle the, well, actually, it's like the regiment of Northern Virginia or something technically. Okay. But so it's my irritation. I know Jeffrey got on this before me, so I'm not like stealing his thunder. It's my irritation with the whole Georgia thing. They're flying the literal Confederate flag, and nobody cares because everybody's too stupid to realize it. But it gets completely a pass. Yeah, but they put a gold thing in it. Yeah, they put their coat of arms in the middle of it. Yeah, that changes everything. If you would just come out and say, we are are only mad about the X battle flag thing because that's what segregationists used in the 60s or like what 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 this this group took as an emblem or whatever great but quit calling it the confederate flag it is driving me insane at this point i don't know why but it just is it's oh, there's a lot driving me insane but that's that's one of the things that is currently driving me driving me insane right now um i talked a good bit about the state flag too you can see the reports and stuff like that on the site as far as what we just mentioned the two-thirds majority and all that um the NCAA came out on Friday morning and said basically that and say basically they said that if you don't get rid of that flag, that you can no longer host merit-based postseason events. That includes baseball regionals, which in this state gets people uh, people's attention pretty quickly. Sure. A couple different things on that. We got we got a lot here. We're just going to kind of roll through a good bit of this because I've got several different points I want to make over the course of the next hour and a half or whatever we talk. Um, I have a. It, I do have a frustration that Ole Miss State and Southern, I assume, haven't flown that flag since 2015. They've completely separated themselves from that flag. Mm-hmm. Yet the NCAA and the SEC are saying, if you don't get your state to change this flag, you can't do these things. What the hell are they supposed to do? They're not honoring it. They're not flying it. It's not their fault. It just it feels like such a political maneuver 
here where you're it you're, was and well, it, it is you're trying to get an, another party to do your work for you that's not their fault and it's one of your members you're literally going at one of your members for something they have no control over because if this thing goes to a referendum, you're telling Ole Miss, hey, you can't profit off your baseball program unless a bunch of small towns vote to all change the flag. Explain how that makes any sense. I don't sense. think they understand the nuance of it. But that's I mean, not Ole Miss's fault. It's not his fault. There's a lot of shits going on. Nobody's fault. Yeah. I mean. But I guess my point is how it gets to that place. So it's like going, hey, look, what the hell? We're, seriously? You paying attention? In this one specific you paying instance, attention to the news today? In this one specific instance. I, I, I'm, I'm unable to even do that. It's like, hey, pick the grain of sand that's the grainiest. We've all lost our minds in these four months. I mean, I asked my parents the other day. They were over here on um, Saturday evening. And I said, does this remind you all of the 60s? My parents were both born in 1942. And they said, oh, no, this is worse. This is different. That was nothing compared to this. I'll take their word for it. I wasn't alive in the 60s. The NCAA, it worked. Within days, that flag's gone. And it was going to work. I, was gonna, I talked to a couple of legislators on Sat Friday or Saturday. I don't know. Days are running together. And they were they were frustrated because at least two of them had been working to get the flag changed or said, hey, we're losing business, societally, yeah. just the right thing sure. to freaking do. Sure. But yet, they didn't like the connotation that it was going to be sports mm-hmm. that ended up moving the dial while also admitting, hey, sports are going to move the dial in the state because it does a lot of different things. It unites different groups of people. Yeah. It does lots and lots yeah. of stuff. Um, I'm not sh- convinced Ole Miss and Mississippi State didn't quietly tell the NCAA, hey, thanks. They were very prepared. Yeah, it felt it felt like that would not shock me even in the, in the I mean, slide. Greg Sankey didn't do that out of the blue. Greg Sankey didn't get up one day last he didn't week call, and go, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to call John and Keith or anybody. I'm just going to go ahead and knock this out. Sometimes you got to push a little. Because I'm not convinced change was going to happen. Say, that's, my pro- that's my problem with it is it had such the ability to backfire because people don't understand. Um, if this thing goes, you know, if this thing, I, I guess it's not now, we don't think, but had this thing gone to a straight voter referendum, as we've talked about, I mean, we're flip a coin. It may have passed. It may not have passed. I feel a little better about it having a chance. I was talking to Corey Clark yesterday. I don't think he'll mind me saying this. And I said, hey, in Amory, what's the vote? I said, 80-20, keep the current flag. And he goes, oh, no, no, no. He goes, 55-45, 60-40. And I said, well, okay, if that's true, then it'll pass. If towns like Amory, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. If towns like Amory are only 60-40, 55-45, then yeah, it's got a pretty good shot. I told Neil this, and I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, and I'm not going to stay on it long. Those places, and I'm from Amory. I'm, I'm, I, I grew up like this. The Lost Calls era, in a lot of ways, worked. It, and it, it's not malicious. It's not, I know I'm going to get blowback on this one statement. It's not racist. It's just, it's a mindset that, hey, we see that as a... Not even a positive, but just it, it, it's it's heritage. It was defending. It's it's probably a little bit of probably a little bit of a self confidence boost in some way that hey we were able to you know fight for something. Um, 
and it gets real cloudy, it gets muggy, but it even went in textbooks to some extent. I mean, you just you just kind of grow up with it a little bit. Um, George Rule says it's privilege, and in some ways, yes, but it's 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 different than that in a lot of ways too. It's not. This is where I'm not a Mississippian, and I don't know. It's it's not it's not against it, it's not that you have an an issue against any certain person. It's simply looking for pride points and finding them in a very specific narrative of that time. That's it. It's because everybody goes, well, if you get outside that bubble, well, yeah, 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 but that's not the point. It, it is a very precise mechanism to stay in this one lane. This is this, this is this, this is it, and that's it. And it's also, and it, again, it sounds like I'm talking down at people, and I'm really not. Um, it's also a little bit of if you stay in small towns or in any area whatsoever, and this is Mississippi, this is south, north, anywhere, Montana, whatever. There's, you're not as worried about the larger picture. Um, you're, it's focused on, well, okay, how does that really affect me? Well, the, the flag changing doesn't affect in any positive way in, in, in their minds. Does that make sense, Neil? I mean, I'm still, I'm in my, I'm in my bubble. I'm not like the new business coming into Jackson is not affecting me. Yeah. The new, whatever the, the, the sports is not affecting well, that's me. Where I don't those, care. That, that's where that, the, the whole generational people of, if you don't like it, leave people come from. And then you got the, also the other part of it, which is, Hey, now you're telling me what to do. And now I'm really pissed off. Yeah. Well, I, I might have listened to you, but now you're mandating it? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Well, that's why the Stennis flag isn't going to happen. Yeah. The Stennis flag isn't going to happen because to a certain segment of, of the, the constituency, they feel like it's being forced down their throats. So instead, we'll waste a gazillion dollars and how, God only knows how long letting school kids draw it up. And then there's going to be pressure to which kind of – it's going to be nuts. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It eliminates a problem. Frankly, you could just go flagless for a while, and it won't matter. They can fly an American flag, whatever. Yeah, my point being, it's not malicious. It's not that you've got a bunch of KKK members. It's not that you've got any of this stuff. But there would be a push to keep the current flag for a lot of reasons, and that's why the voter referendum was not was not a thing. It can't be the way this goes. Because if no. you lose, you're done for two more decades. It's over. People voted. We made a decision. Peace. That's it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, in saying that, the people go, hey, you've got to put it to a referendum. Well, we don't have referendums for much. Our legislators are voted in to make a ton of decisions on our behalf. Every time we have any kind of sticking, sticky situation, we don't throw a referendum out there and tell the public to vote on it. That's why I wrote in 10 Thoughts what I wrote about if you're in the legislature, you might have to give up something. You might have to give up your spot. Might have to give up those free lunches every time you go back to Al's or wherever. Yeah. I don't know the names of any restaurants in anywhere, but making something up. Okay. That plate lunch that you've always gotten for free, you might not get it anymore. You might lose some friends. I've lost some friends in, in what I've said about COVID coverage. You I'll tell you, Jay and Gabe do not like me as much as they used to like. Really? There's no question about it. There's people in, in media that I, I can tell you will probably never speak to me again because I've started to go, hey, I think Clay Travis is right. Because I kind of think Clay Travis is right. But it, as it pertains to this, no, you couldn't risk a referendum. You couldn't risk putting it up to a vote and losing. There's too much money at stake. Mississippi has real problems. I've had this conversation with people over the last several months, really, where I've said things like, I don't get it. And somebody who's a well-meaning, intelligent people will say, well, have you lived in Oxford the whole time you've been in Mississippi? And I said, yeah. yeah. Like, then you haven't lived in Mississippi. 
you didn't raise your kids in Mississippi. You raised your kids in Oxford, and there's a difference. And I'm like, yeah, but Oxford's in. Yeah, 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 but you're on an island. You don't get it. And I, I'm starting to understand what they mean. I told Neil, and I think that would be, I, I think I'm right. And I mean, I haven't gone back to look at the vote from from 2001 as far as like a county by county thing or like that. I have no clue. I think it would look a lot like a presidential map for the U.S. Uh, I told Neil, I think you'd have pockets of very heavy change the flag, and there would be an overwhelming vote in those places. And I think you would have tons of little call them red dots around the entire country. And it would be, hey, no, keep the current one, and you'd be 50-50. And, I mean, it'd be tight, 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 tight on whichever side got the most people out. There's no doubt. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we were bypassing this, it sounds like. You decommission the flag, you do whatever, long story short. And and I think you, that's uh, happening soon. Well, it has to. Like today, tomorrow, soon. Yeah. Well, they don't have a week without having to spend more rules. Right. Because they've only got a little bit of time left in this legislative session. They're trying to get out of town. They could technically extend it, but it's a little bit of a weird deal because it it was only given the ability to extend to handle CARES Act stuff. Right. So I guess in theory you could still put a general bill out, but that's not the it's not the the spirit of the rule, if you will, on yeah. why they were given that uh that ability. So they'll figure it out. Um Locally, Clay DeWeese came out yesterday, said he wanted the flag changed. I am pretty sure I saw in the Mississippi Today tally that Brady Williamson, another Oxford rep, uh, wants to keep the flag, and then I haven't seen a couple other um, in that. Why? I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know these people. I mean, I know Clay. I don't know Brady. Um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? Because you know all these people, and I know nobody. Like I you just and, said, I don't You know. and Laura, between the two of you, you always make me realize, man, you really know no one. Because Laura's like, you know that house at such and such and such? I'm like, no, I have no idea. She's like, you know the so-and-sos. I'm like, I don't know anybody of that name. And um, I don't understand how someone could live in Oxford – understand the economic impact that Ole Miss has on Oxford and vote to keep the flag. That feels like a hell of a petty hill to die on. I mean, frankly, Brady, I, you're hereby invited to come on the podcast and explain it because I, otherwise I'm going to prejudge you as just completely ignorant. My God. You would have been you, – you would you would understand so much better if you'd have like followed a path. Like, had you ever read that book, Confederacy of Silence? Richard Rubin? I'm not sure. All right, so I'll be quick here because this is not relevant, but it's our podcast. So I can talk what I want to. Really good book. So Richard Rubin, he graduated from like Syracuse or somewhere, like journalism school, Yankee, whatever. Yeah. And um, he looks for jobs everywhere, can't find one. Oh, is this the book about the football player? Yeah, he ends up yeah, in Greenwood, yeah, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, I did. And it's his story of, holy hell, the first half of it is getting used to that. He covers, I think it's Handy Campbell's the guy's name. Somebody helped me in the live stream. Right. I think that's right does all this and the second half of the book is coming back for like a murder trial and then going oh my whatever but yeah you, you would have benefited from that hey you come to mississippi but hey you're gonna go hang out in hollandale for a year you're gonna go stay in you know natchez or brookhaven or pick your pick your non-college town if you will in i got offered a job i just started graduate school and i got offered a job it was either in greenwood or greenville and i can remember my dad was telling me you should take it yeah but by then, I was, you know, you get through moving, and after you move, you're like, I don't want to move again for a little while. Yeah. And I just finished unloading my stuff. I'd signed my apartment lease. I'd started my graduate assistantship. I'd started grad school. I'd started uh, 
at the restaurant. I guess I don't I don't know whether I was bartending yet or not. I think I was training to bartend. And I thought, well, I'm not doing it now. I that's just too much transition to pack it up again. But I almost that almost happened to me, at which point I would have had a completely different perspective of yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, there'd have been more because I mean he does like he he talks about you know when he starts hey how do I do this and how do I do this and whatever it, it, it's a, it's a great book it's a really good book um, that he uh, has so we'll get into this conversation we got plenty left uh, community mortgage Oxford Memphis Soto County and Chattanooga underwriting and processing is done in Memphis you're getting local underwriting and understand your market leader in condo financing a float down option and more six six two two three four two seven zero four or J L O W E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. The Iron Horse Grill is located 320 East Pearl Street in Jackson. It's the perfect place to enjoy lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. They uh, just recently added the largest outdoor patio in Jackson along the Illinois Central Railroad where music left Mississippi to travel the world. So you can check that out. You can check out the Mississippi Music Experience Museum on the second floor of the restaurant and make the Iron Horse Grill part of your next stop in Jackson. Dead Soxie hopes everyone had an enjoyable Father's Day weekend. If you didn't get your feet's favorite brand of socks, don't miss your opportunity to own some of the limited edition styles still available in limited quantities. Go to deadsoxy.com, check out the limited edition Father's Day styles. Styles are available individually or in bundles. Dead Soxie sincerely appreciates all of the feedback that uh, led to offering each style on its own. They want you to know how valuable your input is. So go to deadsoxy.com, check out the limited edition Father's Day collection before they are gone, and as always, stay soxy. We're also uh, brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. Blue Delta is very pleased to announce that the studio is open in Oxford Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 if you have jeans to pick up or if you are ready to get measured for your own Blue Delta Jeans don't hesitate to drop by or reach out to Blue Delta to schedule an appointment. And while you're in, don't forget to check out Blue Delta's new line of Georgia Mill Duck Canvas Fabrics. Strong and durable. These are the ultimate made-to-last pants. Info at BlueDeltaJeans.com and social media at Blue Delta Jeans. Whichever way is easier for you, give the Blue Delta Jeans team a shout, and they'll be glad to see you. Also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Martin Palomo and I will be taping a Mind on My Money podcast tomorrow morning. It is brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust has clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using collective objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, Study your expenses and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan. To learn more about Pinnacle Trust, go to pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. Mention you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fee. Podcast is brought to you by In-House Interior and Design. You can text or call 662-681-6241 for uh, big projects, small projects. Uh, new clients can get discounts as well as dorm room appointments that uh, we hope will come to fruition here very, very soon. So uh, to find out all the different options and ways that uh, Nikki can help you out, again, 662-681-6241. Um, so, yeah, state flag. Looks like we're uh, making some progress there. Again, you can uh, you read about that at rebelgrove.com. Um, the monument. I guess we'll go there. Um, unless there's somewhere you want to go next. It's up to you. Uh, you can drive the ship if you'd like. I'm good. Okay, you sure? Just hanging yep. out? Yep. 
All right, uh, the, the the cliff notes, they're going to move this thing, looks like sometime in the next month. Um, they are going to move it to the Confederate Cemetery, or at least like in front of the Confederate Cemetery or something like that. The, the artist illustration, which is a much better term than rendering because it's not actually a rendering. Well, also, I, this is my fault. I'll, I'll be honest. This one's my fault. I saw the rendering, and I did think, hey, that looks pretty uh, kind of Six Flags over the Confederacy a little bit. Um, yeah. But... I don't believe in renderings around this place. I mean, have we seen some of these Vaughn Hemingway renderings over the years and what they actually look like? Yeah. Like, and and then they also, in almost every rendering, like I think Swayze Field was like this, Vaughn Hemingway, because I'm on the athletic side. That's what I see the most from renderings. It's always like this huge open field around them. And I'm like, well, no, there are trees everywhere around this place. Like, so... A lot of people go, "Hey, look how open it is around the cemetery," and I'm like, "Yeah, nah, that that they're not cutting down trees like that's that that that, that that's whatever." Um. So let's okay background here. Um, and I know most people are caught up just quickly. They're they're moving the monument. Currently, the cemetery is the grass is cut, but it's pretty patchy and it's not well maintained. There are no headstones. There's like a kind of a main marker, but. Frankly, nobody really knows where bodies are buried out there. There was some or, of them, or whose bodies are buried. Well, yeah, they they know a few. I I don't, don't want to say none because that's not correct. But here's what's kind of happened. So that was a Union and a Confederate cemetery during the Civil War. Um, in the five to ten years after the Civil War, they moved Union bodies to national or federal cemeteries that were not claimed by family members or identified or anything like that. Um. And then also some Confederate bodies were removed to go to family plots and things of that nature. Well, archaeological studies, because it's been so long, there's no guarantee there's anything there. For I don't know how to scientifically say that, but decom, de, you know, um, decomposing and whatnot. Uh, so they can note they notice ground shifting or where ground has been disturbed, but I don't think there's any great way to understand all of it. So okay. That's kind of what the setup of the cemetery is. Um, students, faculty, people who've been pushing for this relocation for a long period of time were under the impression that the monument would be moved to that area without much upkeep or change done to that area. A um, couple different issues with that. And these are just real. Like, I, I again, I'm going to get there in a second. I mean, I talked I talk to Ann Twitty for an hour and two or three minutes um, on Friday or Saturday, whatever day that was. Should tape that and made it a podcast. I think she would do it. I mean, we, we I, I'll, I'll get to her in a second. Um, you know, I understand why they feel misled. I do. I, I, I get it. They um, being the committee? No, 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 no. I'll get. We can get to that in a minute. Just the people who pushed for relocation over the last two or three years okay. were told we're we're putting it here. Gotcha. And some of this, I think this relates. While you and I think he's done a really, really good job, Boyce's one issue to this point has been communication. Hasn't really necessarily communicated very well with the general populace of the university. I don't think it's a strength. So he doesn't have a lot of capital built up with them. Does that make sense? Sure. Where if you've got you know years and years, whatever. Hey, he's doing the best interest, doing whatever. Here's the here's the key in this though. I do, to the best of my knowledge, and I've talked to more people than I'm willing to admit about this over the last week because I didn't expect to spend a week on the Confederate monument, is it was necessary. You didn't get that third option. That third option isn't an option. To move a monument in Mississippi, or definitely a war memorial as this is is, is, is phrased, okay. is to move it to a more suitable location and essentially don't change the 
I don't know the exact terminology, but essentially don't taint, change the structure around it from, hey, you can't just go throw it in the weeds, if you will. Everything's kind of got to be whatever. Also, when have we known Ole Miss to ever, um, ever, ever put something new somewhere and not landscape the hell out of it? They landscape their landscaping around here. Yeah. It's more crazy that the the cemetery had not had more upkeep to this point as is. Um, also, you've got to satisfy the Mississippi Department of History and Archives. They've got rules on what this has got to look like if you can move it. And then you've also, rightly or wrongly, because I've been plenty of the critic, you've got to satisfy the IHL. The same IHL that in January, had you voted on the monument, would have voted 7-5 or 8-4 and four, no. I don't know which one because they didn't vote. To keep it where it was. Correct. You would have lost the vote. Tom Duff stepped in and said, whoa, 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 let's table. I need some information. He didn't need information. He was trying to kill time. He took one for the team. He did. Because he yeah. got bashed that day going, yeah. oh, God, look, he's tapering yeah. this. And I'm going, oh, oh, Well, there whoa. was a certain media member who was like, how does a southern Mississippi come up with Yeah, and it's like, whoa. Whoa, dude. I, I know this is. He's going to give you $24 million in a couple weeks. So yeah, I know this is a compound sentence, and that's confusing right now, but you, you, you might want to take a take a step back. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, um, maybe they would have lost. take a puff real quick and chill. They would have lost the vote. He's got plenty. He deals it. So, well, they can't do anything to punish Ole Miss. The Mississippi Department of History can't punish Ole Miss. You just, they, you got to have their okay to move the you thing. You can't do it without their approval. Yeah. Those are the rules. Now, you can bitch about the rules, yeah, and no, look, I think the rules are stupid. The rules are really stupid, but, but that's those not are the, the rules. And so, you, unless you can change the rules to make the rules more accommodating, which is a process in and of itself, you have to follow the rules to get it done as. So the only way to entity. approve and for Boyce or whomever to whip the votes and get the IHL approval and everybody else's approval was for you to do some of these things. That's it. I mean, yeah. so right. I get it, but that's it. And they raised the money privately, so it wasn't state money. Yeah, and and there's a there's a there's a group that says, hey, pu- private money shouldn't get to dictate public land. Well, okay, but look around all over. I, I don't yeah. know, man. But again. <laughs> these are your options. But again, no, no, again, these are your options. You don't yeah. get that option. It, Sometimes it, getting it done isn't pretty. Yeah, you either leave it where it is or you move it under these stipulations. That's the only thing that was going to get approval. Right. So take it down and melt it down and throw it into the river was not on the list of available options. No, going and throwing it in the weeds was not an option. It's going into a restaurant and you're given a list of options. Those are your options. Now, here's here's the other part of this. Got a couple things. I probably got a lot of things. Is that was an artist illustration that was simply given to the IHL as, hey, this is sort of what the area might look like. All we know for sure, there's going to be a brick walkway. They're going to put the thing up and they're going to put some lights to try to make sure that either people don't get, frankly, assaulted on that side of campus, which is needed anyway because it's off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then two, just to kind of make it whatever. Um, Here's the two issues with that illustration, which is not going to be what it looks like again. <laughs> a, don't put people in the illustration. Where you make it like look like a tourist tourists. attraction. Yeah. Get the people out of there. Yeah. I mean, I told somebody in the last scene that yesterday, like, yeah, bro, okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. And then two, don't put a bench in the illustration. Rightly or wrongly, just leave the stupid bench out. Yeah. Because then it looks like you have people like sit and like stare up at it for hours at a time. <laughs> like, I, where was Hanray's guy? Yeah, it's just. The renderings made no sense. Because I looked at the renderings, and my first inclination was, hey, I got I got questions. I got thoughts. Well, and, and again. The first time I saw them, I went, oh, that's not good. So here's what led, and I mean, your little black story. It's, I put this on the message board, but if anybody cares, I, I, 
I quoted Ann Twitty. I talked to her. I got some information about it. So in sure. 2016, there was, remember I remember this, Vitter put together a group for context and contextualization of buildings, monuments, all kind of crap around campus. What should we do to try to help everybody understand time periods and whatnot? It's like 13 people on this committee. Um, Ann Twitty was on the committee. And they came up with a lot of stuff. They came up with doing some stuff about Ventress Hall, um, the the monument, um, as far as putting a contextualization plaque in front of it, some cemetery stuff as well. Well, what shocked me was part of the the improvements now to the cemetery include adding headstones to the cemetery. Okay. Just whatever. It's not something I overly care about either way. It's not something I'm going to personally whatever. Right. Um. But I found it interesting because Ann and others had been on Twitter complaining about the headstones, saying it's a mini Arlington, essentially, with headstones. Uh, Very many, if you've ever been to Arlington. It's smaller, yes. That's a, that, is, that is a fact. I mean, it's... Um, yeah. So I pulled up this that contextualization a, report. And frankly, that's where yeah. they lose a little of their arg- of their argument. And Twitty yeah, and yeah, the yeah. others. Yeah. That is such a hyperbolic statement, mini Arlington, that you lose credibility moving forward. Yeah. And I would say that to her because a lot of the things that she says, I'm like, yeah, you make a really good and point. And she might have just retweeted it, but nonetheless, okay. uh, a, a whatever. Um, if you've ever been to Arlington, it takes hours to get through Arlington. Hours. And you, yeah, yeah. frankly, you would have to make multiple trips to Arlington to really take it all in. And so when someone says mini Arlington, I'm like, oh, for the love of God. So... What, what was interesting, though, is the two things that they say they're doing now is putting headstones and then adding a marker to honor the United States colored troops who served on the Union, I guess, side in the Civil War from this area. Even though their bodies are no longer their there. Their bodies are not there. I'll get to that right. in a minute, too. There's a lot here. I so I see it, and I said, okay, well, when I look at what is in this proposal currently, that's exactly what that contextualization committee had recommended in 2017. Yeah. And had signed the sheet and I said, okay, well, my, my, at first I'm like, oh my God. But then I'm like, okay, hold on. There's bound to be more. There's something Because I told you, I said, you probably need to reach out to her. Yeah. And I, she and I have a very basic relationship. We exchanged some messages over time. Nothing crazy. So I, you know, was like, hey, I'm looking at this. Can you tell me this? Whatever. And we kind of exchanged a couple of messages and I'm like, hey, can you just call me? Um, And I mean, it's always been polite enough in, in messages and I, I wrote this yesterday. Did y'all and mask up and go get a drink somewhere? We did not you mask did not? up okay. and go to drink All somewhere. Right, but no, seriously. I mean, I'll side of this for a second because we got a minute. It's what this is, it's what society's lost. It's conversation. Yeah. To actually go, hey, give me your opinion. I'll give you my opinion. And even if we don't agree, we're having some exchange of ideas. Social media is the devil. Social media is such a dark terrible place where you get 280 characters you don't get any real deep thought and essentially it turns into some version of radicalism on all sides because you're trying to over and yell over everybody else yeah because like i i, I, I didn't know what i was i mean i i, I don't know ann twitty but she calls me and she was warm she was pleasant she was funny she explained her opinions i exchanged my opinions and we didn't agree we just kind of moved on to the next thing sure and said okay you know i mean i i i it was y'all aren't fighting it out to the death no, later today. No, not or even a little bit. It was it was fine. I mean, we agreed on some things. Um, there were some things where, you know, who, who won? <laughs> who won the conversation? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There has to be a winner, right? Yeah, someone's got to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and deep down, I think, I think she is fighting above all else. I think she fights for her students. I think her students relay a lot of this to her. African American students, white students that are either embarrassed or worried about their diplomas through some of this or whatever. Sure. I think she I think she fights for her students. And yeah. to that extent, I look, oh, I totally I'm assuming that. she has tenure so she can say and do and because look, tenure, I don't agree with it in a lot of ways, but it does allow minorities to voice without being punished. Tenure tenure in its in its essence, that's what it does. Yeah. I think her Twitter account gets a little carried away. I would tell her that. Sure. I don't agree with all of it. But from a standpoint of actual conversation, okay. I I, I get it, at least. Yeah. I understand. Sure. Um, so, no, it was fine. And she basically said, <laughs> Lane says, breaking Chase Parms is talking calmly with someone can be a great way to exchange ideas. Yeah, it's I total, know. It's total bullshit. Yeah. That's not Vogue. And You're it, so That's not in Vogue in 2020. You're so soft. So, so, in other words, she won. You couldn't finish okay, her, so she point. won. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no, there was no fatality or whatever Mortal Kombat, so we're 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 still standing. Uh, but she told me she goes, look, I I was not at the meeting where that was all talked about. I did sign it. Um, I regret it. I sure. probably have more confidence to do something differently today. Um, the people can change some. Well, that's that's that. I mean, again, that's people can mature. That's sort of. Man. That's sort of part of it is, hey, so hold on. This show's a little radical today. I I know. I'm about to get my baseball glove because I feel like things are coming at me right now. Yeah. um, But no, I mean, she didn't shy away from it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I I don't know if she said I made a mistake, but essentially I would have done something differently. But her her frustration, and I I don't see the headphones, or sorry, the headphones, headstones, I was looking at Neil, um, is a big deal. What she would like is, even in the context of the the headstones, there to be as much archaeological possibilities done to try to figure out where you're actually putting them, other than just putting placing them in rows as an ornamental or a an aesthetic yes. reason. Okay, whatever. Kind of agree with her. Yeah, I have no issue with that. I'm 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 fine with that. Um, but it the part where she and I are going to disagree and we did disagree, is that she keeps saying, well, that's not what we agreed to. We wanted it here under this pretense. And back to the beginning, as I kind of closed this, that wasn't possible. Right. It just simply was not right. going to happen. I mean, I I, 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 I don't know. Um, if I'm old Miss, you follow through with this, you don't put a bench there. At least not in front of the statue. If you'd like to put a bench on the other side of the cemetery, if you're able to sit, have at it. Have, but don't put the stupid bench in front of the statue. Don't make it look like you're trying to make it a tourist attraction. Light the walkway. Don't light the statue. Right. Two different things. Right. Throw some lights in the walkway because it is a very secluded part of campus. And for protection purposes, I have no problem with do that. Do what you have to do to follow the law and at an else. absolute minimum, but nothing more. Well, and you got your approval now. You probably can back off a little bit. Well, you, something you doesn't can. come up. Well, they're it, not going to come up and inspect it every Tuesday at four. And then what are you going to do? It's already there. Just do it at a minimum. And you have to hope that it's some. This is, but this is where the radicals are wrong. Okay. Yeah. They're like, but you, but but but. I'm like, no, there's no but. This is this is a life lesson. Sometimes to get things done, there is some compromise that has to happen. 
And sometimes all the compromise doesn't feel good. Sometimes a win is not 100 to nothing. Sometimes a win is 51 to 49. Yeah, sometimes compromise means everybody leaves unhappy in a way. Well, I mean, most will tell you that if it's a, quote, successful labor negotiation, everyone walks away from the table pissed off. That's a good sign. Yeah. So do those things. And I'll tell you what else I would do because I've I've gotten down these weeds a little bit. And this does not mean slippery slope because I, I do worry about slippery slopes. Um. Because there's some slippery slope stuff to get to. Yeah. Because it's happening fast. Change of Artemon Hall tomorrow. Yeah. Change of Artemon Hall. Go out of your way. I don't... And it's not even about giving them one. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Take Vardaman Hall off the building. Change it to New Hall if you want. I don't care what you change it to. Yeah. Get rid of that. Yeah. Show some proactive there because that frankly should have already probably happened anyway. It should have happened already anyway. It was in these... Because I, I saw it in the contextualization report as I was reading through it. And I went, okay, that should be... Because look, this was mentioned to me over the weekend. Ed Meek did something stupid and his name got taken off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Let's take Vardaman Hall off the building. Yeah, because what Ed Meek did was pretty minor compared to Mr. Vardaman. Dude. <laughs> like, you want to you wanna go through some... Yeah. Well, I think sometimes people, we should go through it. Sometimes people need to hear it. There's this, I don't want change because I don't want change. Yeah, but here's what you're fighting for. Because a lot of the people that are fighting for no change don't really know what they're fighting for. They're fighting against the slippery slope. And I understand And I understand that. I do. But this is my point. Both sides. Okay, but what's really a problem? And let's look at that and let's change it. Right. The other stuff, I want to nitpick with it over time, feel free. That's that, that that's whatever. I mean, I'll I'll leave you with this, and then we'll go to break and come back and continue this conversation. Vorderman Hall. I'm reading here from a story, October 24, 2019. Um, it's from com, and I'm going to assume it's true. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Goes, you're already wondering now, aren't you? Well... <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, here's the paragraph. One such example given was James K. Vardaman, the namesake of Vardaman Hall, who was known as, quote, the great white chief because he advocated for white supremacy. Vardaman also strongly advocated for lynching African-Americans and was once quoted saying, quote, if it is necessary, every Negro in the state will be lynched during his campaign for governor in the early 1900s. Take his name off the building. Yeah. Do something proactive. Move it. It won't take you an hour. Get a ladder, throw some names off, and get some letters off and move on. Just go with a nameless building for a while. Whatever. Form a commission to come up with a new name. I don't even know what's in that building. I don't don't know that I've ever been in it. Name it after a famous professor that was well-loved who did most of his or her work in that building and be done with it. Because that's the other thing, too, is in a lot of that contextualization stuff on renaming buildings, where they had a lot of points is, hey – you got to weigh a lot of different things. You also got to weigh, hey, did that person shape the university in a positive way somehow, or are we trying to battle those two things against each other? It doesn't appear that he did. I, I don't sense where there's any like real positive whatever here. So yeah, just change the building. I'm, I'm just an opinion. So I, I don't know. That's <sighs> that's that. I didn't really necessarily want to be high strong today, but we've we've gotten here. So anyway, we'll take a break. Tell you. If you're injured, not sure where to go, no matter where you are, a special orthopedic group is covered with three convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany. No referral is needed. To schedule an appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained subspecialized surgeons at any one of the three locations with 24-hour scheduling, SOG makes it easy to accommodate. Call 
4200 to request an appointment on their website, www.sogms.com. Special orthopedic group. Choose a specialist. Choose SOG. Podcast also brought to you in part by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're like me, you can't wait to get away. You need to get out. You've had enough of one place. I was actually telling, we were talking about this the other day. This is, I've not spent a night in a hotel room since March the 13th before I moved Campbell out of Fayetteville. I can't remember the last time that I went that far without going someplace. Uh, John Edwards can take care of people like me. He can take care of you as well. He knows what is open, what is opening, where the deals are, that kind of thing. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. All you got to do is give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he'll give you options that you will not find on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. Excuse me, OUB gives its customers the absolute best cash checking account. It's called Casasa, and with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. They also have a commercial checking account, now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive online banking. To learn more about OUB, check out liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And speaking of real estate, my 10 Weekend Thoughts are up. As Chase referenced, they're brought to you by Harry Alexander. Harry is an Oxford-based a residential and commercial real estate agent. You can get in touch with him at ha at harryalexander.com. So I think that kind of covers it. I don't know. There's probably more, but that's fine for now. I'm sure there's more. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, just play. Oh, the one thing I will say, I will say this, where I, I, I do think there's a point um, made. They need to be careful on how they phrase um the, the cemetery and all the stuff there is is, is teachable moments um, because it's frankly confusing. There it's it's sort of like a Confederate garage and they're just throwing a bunch of stuff in it in a, in a, in a way. And I don't like, I'm not really not being flippant or whatever. I'm just saying you've got a monument from 1906 that was definitely at least placed for remembrance and celebration at the time period. Because um, I looked through some of those files over the weekend too and woo. Um, you've got, again, the United States colored troops marker going up, which is a good thing, but again, their bodies aren't there. So that needs to be whatever you've got the 2016 contextualization plaque there. You just, you got a lot of stuff. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's an undertaking, um, especially a place like Ole Miss where everything is so complicated and they do, they, they, they do a lot. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about it is, is Ole Miss, tries really hard 
to escape from its past in a lot of ways. Um, everything it does has to have a look to the past, a look to the future, and figure out what the right kind of the right ratio is, if you will, on, on those decisions. And it makes it very complicated. I mean, Ole Miss has changed a lot. They've done a lot. Um, and that's where the slippery slope comes in as we kind of are moving. Is yeah. It just, you know, every time they make five changes, there's five more that that are want to be made. I think they will go to the ends of the earth to protect Ole Miss. I don't think that's in trouble. Um, I do wonder about Rebels over time a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you've got – I don't see how it makes it. You've got situations right now where you're taking down Teddy Roosevelt's statue in New York City. Um, Thomas Jefferson's statue has come down, a lot of different things. I UNLV, as we mentioned last week. Dan Patrick goes after Ole Miss today. Off the tip of his tongue without a lot of – almost kind of – I thought he was being sensational, which is not usually Dan's thing. Um, I thought he was trying to incite a little bit this morning. Probably was. That's what I thought. Probably worked. Yeah. I mean, I try to stay out of these things. I've been pretty consistent about it as it pertains to Ole Miss stuff. I don't think I have a voice in it, and so I don't have one. I just observe what's going around. The, The university, from a labeling standpoint, in my opinion, I did write this in 10 Thoughts, I always think being proactive instead of reactive is best. And before people think that means I'm saying, oh, give it all up. No. Decide what you're going to fight for and draw your line in the sand. And make that your line. Otherwise, it does become a slippery slope. If you want to prevent a slippery slope, you have to decide where you want to build your wall. Can you talk about building walls anymore? Is that, that's, I think that's, we're okay. Okay, you have to decide where you are, where you want to build your wall on this line or this line. Where is it, and then build it. And at some point, you have to tell people to kick rocks, but you got to decide which place is it worth it. I think it's a lot easier for Ole Miss. This isn't an Ole Miss person; it's an opinion from outside. I think it's a lot easier for Ole Miss to defend Ole Miss than it is to fight rebels for very long. Corey makes a good point here. The complete rebranding would bankrupt the entire athletic program in school. I, yeah. I remember talking to Michael Thompson about yeah. this, especially Ole Miss. Yes, they spent so a lot of money, much money that. that it's just not even a possibility no matter what. But you could change Rebels if you had to. And I don't know that you have to. I've said this for a while. There is a solution to this, and it's right in front of you. But it's admitting that you screwed something up. And, boy, that's hard. We're talking sharks again? Yep. Drop Tony, the whole thing, the whole idea. Apologize to the fine family and then drop it. Bring in a big fluffy shark and name the damn thing Rebel and be done. Go, that's what that's what we're doing. And market sharks. All right, let's play a game. Say I live to be ninety years old. Okay. And in two thousand seventy three, when I die. Okay. My condolences, by the way. Thanks. What's old Mrs. Ma- What's old Mrs. Name and mascot? This is great because I unless fifty I, years. Yeah, because if if I'm still alive, fifty four years. I'm eighty seven. Um, I'd be older than that, wouldn't I? Pick a hundred and something. Uh, I don't know. There's a fluffy shark, and they're the omens flood. Or the sharks. The flood. Okay. 
You go back, you find some tradition, you make some more people happy, it's an easier sell. They end up the flood again. Oh, I think if you distanced yourself from the word rebels, I think you could hang on to Ole Miss with very little problem. There'd be some people, but see, this, whatever. Is, yeah, yeah, this whatever. is my thing. This is where you build your wall. Yeah. But if you're going to build your wall on rebels, people are going to be they're going to they're going to take you on. If you go, you know what? Now that we think about it, it is pretty divisive. Whatever. I hate the word land shark. I'm going to be honest with you. It feels like a minor league baseball team. I can't stand it. I know people love it and all that stuff. It's the dumbest. I'll say it. Get mad at me. It is stupid. In the SEC, it is easily the stupidest mascot. Makes no sense at all. It's land shark. What in the hell is a land shark? It's the dumbest thing in the world. The mascot looks like a can opener. He looks like a lizard. Get rid of it all. Just abandon it. Either be the sharks or be the flood or be the flood with the shark mascot. You can get away with that. Alabama's the crimson tide with an elephant. You can get away with whatever you want to do, but just cartoon it and be done with it. Is there a point where Ole Miss doesn't catch everybody's shit and that people start going after Tar Heels instead or something else? Maybe if you, if you get rid of it. Maybe if not, not Ole Miss, but if you just say, hey, we're not – to me, I would have a lot of respect for this stance. We're not changing Ole Miss. Generations of people have grown up Ole Miss. It's in the cheer. It's in all the stuff. There's a – the the used to be in the union. I don't know if it's still in the union. I've never been in the new union. The whole you don't one graduates Everett one graduates from the university, but one never graduates from Ole Miss. That doesn't say anything about one never stops being a rebel. You can walk away from rebel pretty easily, in my opinion. Again, I'm I don't I'm not I'm not advocating. But you could draw your line in the sand. We're not changing Ole Miss. That's who. That's who we are. And do something different with the marketing, and you could make money off that. Because you can't sell a rebel. You can't sell the Confederate rebel thing anymore. You can't ever sell that again. He's never coming back. We're in agreement there, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's no no one's wanting to buy the lizard. They don't put the lizard anywhere. Just get a fluffy freaking shark and sell it, market it. It's not hard. Aren't you doing exactly, though, what these companies are doing? They're kind of bugging me right now. Is Nobody's actually complaining about Uncle Ben or Aunt Jemima or anybody else. They're just changing in case somebody might complain down the road. Or you could view it as, I mean, I tend to agree with you, but they would tell you we're being proactive. We're, we're doing it before people have a chance to put us in the cross. It's so years. offensive that Aunt Jemima's family is pissed off about it. I understand. But... Let's stay on the topic here. I know. I'm just... But the players just came out with a video that's directed at... The Where do you put the Confe- the, the, the Lafayette County Stat Monument one, by the way? The Oxford one. It's square, sorry. Put it on the other side of the I have cemetery that, over there. Yeah. You just put them both together. Yeah, I made jokes. I'm not repeating. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. But no, seriously, because in the county, like you got again, you've got to follow these protocols. Where you put the stupid thing? Isn't there some place in Water Valley you can stick it? I don't know. Taylor need a statue? Like I mean. What? Water Valley's in Yellowbush County. Yeah. Put it. I mean, there's somewhere you put it. I'm just asking. I don't know. Go put it out at Sardis somewhere. Middle of the woods. Say he's watching in the woods. 
for now, I think you can draw your line in the sand, including Rebels, and you're not changing. Because um, here's the thing, too. I don't know how much longer this is going to go on. I have no clue. People are just pissed off right now. There's a pandemic. Everybody's lives are out of sort to some extent, some more than others. Nobody's mood is good. You get through the election, you find a way back to some normalcy or the new normal or whatever you want to call it from a pandemic standpoint. I do think everybody chills the hell out a little bit. I think this calms. I think that right now we don't have anything other than do than to find anything to be pissed off about. Well, you think things are going to calm down? After November and after the pandemic does whenever subside? Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. At some point, people go back to work. At some point, there's life. You hate your grandmother? Why, why do you, I should have poured the bourbon in this cup instead of why the water. Do you, why do you hate all old people? What's your, what, 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 what did they do to you? What do we call Austin? Golson's gra- Gammy? Grammy? Yeah. Was it? Gammy? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, we'll get election craziness in November, but I mean, surely to God, one year from today, we're not still doing this. The election will be over. <laughs> what if he wins? I don't think he's gonna. What oh, if, gam Gam, you're right. I'm sorry. Gam Gam. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why do you hate Gam Gam? Well, this isn't just for perpetuity. Why do you hate her now? Are you thinking we're doing this in a year? I, I, I'm I'm out of the prediction business right now. We have jumped the speaking, this was, th- this speaking was, of sharks. We jumped this one a long time ago. This was put on our board earlier this morning. I think it was a joke. If this is still continuing, either in the fall or in the spring, will there be a push given their history for the Masters to change their name? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. It's offensive. I mean, I think I'm kidding, but I'm really kind of I'm not, not. kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm not offended. Nothing, but you know me, man. I'm not easily offended. I mean, you start throwing stuff at me, and I'm like, oh, whatever. I mean, I'll get popcorn for that fight. But but again, you get into – this is what's coming, to your point. Sure. Took us a little while to get here. Yeah, 57 minutes. And this is going to get construed the wrong way by some people because they, they, they just think you just – there comes a point for everyone where they put up, they build their wall. Where they say that's a bridge too far. That's it. No more. And I don't know where that is. I mean, I'm watching people say out loud, I just don't know, y'all, how we can bring kids back to college campuses. All right, so you don't want to bring them back to the campuses because you're afraid they're all going to get together and spread it amongst themselves? They don't die. Oh, CNN says a perfectly healthy teenager died, except he wasn't healthy at all. But if we leave them in their hometowns, they're probably going to see their grandma. They're probably going to see Gam Gam. And teenagers are going to get out. They're, they're, they're not going. This this myth that you're going to keep 19-year-olds locked up for two years and let the virus play its way out is beyond insane. It is proof that you don't know any 19-year-olds. 
my 19-year-old, who's a very smart kid, two days at home and she's losing her mind. And I was that way at 19, and you were that way at 19, and all you idiots were that way at 19 too. They're going to get out. They're going to they're gonna socialize. They're going to seek each other out. Wouldn't you rather them do it on college campuses where they're just around each other for the most part? And if you're a professor who's at risk, they have Zoom classes. They have things you can do. There are things you can do. They're going to see Gam Gam less if they go off to school than they are if they stay home. The next three weeks or so will tell us a lot about a college football season. Does this stuff chill or not? Why three weeks? I'm not arguing. I'm just asking. I'm curious. I've had this conversation gets with so kids many people now a, that I'm gets fascinated the, by gets, it. Gets the players through this wave, if you will, and then you see if you have another group that starts catching it or if it kind of starts leveling off. Because some of these schools are seeing a lot of positives. Yeah. And if they keep doing that all the way through August, you don't have a season. So I think – Oh, I think a lot of these schools right now are so close to shutting it down. They know if they do that reopening becomes this whole – you have to form a commission to reopen. Yeah. Yeah, I think by mid-July you'll know one way or the other. That's my guess. Next three, three and a half weeks. What's your guess today? My guess is still yes, but it doesn't feel as good as it did last week. 65-35 season. Yeah. I'm 50. Because just money. I'm 50-50. If it was a non-revenue sport, I'd say 0-100. Oh, yeah. It's just the money that yeah. I think ends up yeah. winning out, in my opinion. So. Well, I mean, I expect this is going to be a painful week or week, couple Locally. of weeks for Ole Miss. I mean, I think yeah. they're going to announce budget cuts. Yeah. athletically across the board, I think. Following a very similar structure to the medical center. It's my opinion. It's educated. Yeah. So. You know, Keith Carter, I remember he was on our podcast back in, I don't know, when was that, March of? Sure. Right after the Battle of Saratoga, if I remember. I, I don't It was so long ago, I don't remember. But he said they're okay through June 30th. And then after that, it gets a little squirrely. Well, here we are. June's got eight days left. And we go into July, and then July point. starts a new fiscal year for all. Yeah, Ju- July is a new fiscal year, and the month after July is usually August. And this thing gets these schools got to start saying some things. They they you cannot just punt 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 forever. You at some point you got to you got to play the play. Yeah, and we're there. I think. Yeah, me too. Pockets- I don't know which way it's going. I don't. I I I think they're gonna they're bringing we're kids to. They're bringing kids to school. They're going to open the public schools. But, like, just in Oxford alone, I mean, you know, now to their credit, like, they, they're they starting to ramp up some stuff in Oxford with workouts and things like that for kids. Just good. Kids, The kids need normalcy so bad. But nobody's willing to kind of come out and go, hey, we're going to open up. I follow this superintendent in Kentucky. I actually sent him a DM the other day saying, thank you for being a normal dude. Thank you for having some sense. I love common sense people. You show me a rational common sense guy, 
girl and I'm like I'm voting for you you're you're my guy and he's like hey look we're not going to make these kids mask up all day eight hours a day we're just not it's stupid and we're not going to do it somebody it's k through 12 we're going to ask them to have a mask and we're going to ask them probably to wear the mask in the hallways between classes fair enough we're going to try to separate the chairs as much as we can we're going to try to stagger the lunch times as much as we can to not create to keep the crowds as small as possible but he pointed out that these kids need some normalcy pretty pumped yeah smart dude Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. Both stores open regular business hours. Tyson utilizing a walk-up window. And GNM is offering curbside service. Both stores are still dedicated to free local delivery and able to deliver same day as well. You can get their compound alcohol-based hand sanitizer and uh, more. Stay locked into their Facebook pages for uh, more information as well. Again, that is uh, GNM on South Lamar and Oxford or Tyson Drugs. On the square in Holly Springs, 662-236-2222. Bluff City Advisory Group is dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they have seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence. Their clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity, so whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. 901-365-3447 or email ben, B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. We're also brought to you by the law firm of Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC, Located in historic downtown Corinth, Mississippi, their firm practices a wider range of law, from DUI defense to car wrecks to representing government entities. Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC, is the only firm in Mississippi that's made up of a sitting state legislator, a former assistant district attorney, and a former circuit judge. Their experience is, experience is unmatched in that regard. And you can tap into that experience by visiting them at 618 East Waldron Street in Corinth or by calling them at 662-287-1620. A free background uh, is available upon request. Iowa has announced it has paused its season ticket sales for the 2020 football season. There we go. Just now, uh, a couple minutes ago. If you told me to put down a bet on something that I feel good about, stadiums no more than half full yeah. Through the month of September, I'd feel really good about that. In fact, I think 50% is probably pushing it. Here's my area of concern. Oh, real quick. Let me let me add something here. Yeah. Um, this is from Brandon Marcello. A little more information. Iowa's Paul season ticket sales for the 2020 football season. Only individuals who have renewed season tickets and completed per-seat contributions by June 30th will be included in potential Kinnick Stadium seating plans. Oh, so, so what they're saying is they think they have reached where they believe the number will be for the season. Little different uh, connotation there. Um, what concerns me a little bit is I'm not confident at all that by September the fifth, that weekend, whatever September second, I think is the first game. I'm not at all confident 
that the Major League Baseball will have played, NHL will have played. I don't know what the NBA is going to do. I have I have a fear, and there are a lot of NBA people that have this fear, that they get started and the COVID thing breaks out to the point that they have to stop. Right. And if they stop, they won't resume again. And then over the weekend, the most concerning thing if you're a college football fan is that privately the NFL is absolutely scared to death. Which you kind of needed, I mean, for everything to work out as well as possible, they had to be the steadfast one and keep go, 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 go. Well, you needed them to play a couple of exhibition games, preseason games, before you start your season. I, I still maintain I don't see college football being first out of the gate. And NASCAR doesn't count. Golf doesn't count. Golf doesn't count. Team sports. Right now, if you're a college football fan, the league closest to getting going is the MLS – and you need to support the. You need to pick a team, be a fan. Yeah. Give them ratings. No joke. Seriously, I'm totally serious. Give them ratings. Buy a jersey. Make it look like hey, you're in. Just from a momentum standpoint, you need something to get going, have success, and momentum. Yeah. NASCAR lost all of its momentum yesterday. Yeah. That's a story that's got to get solved quickly. Fast. Or it's in yeah. deep trouble. Um, little info for you. Got a DM a minute ago. Said you mentioned hand raised guys not knowing why Bells has a fish on the can. Bells uh, Two Hearted L has fish on it because it's named for Ernest Hemingway's story, Big Two Hearted River. Ah. So there's the well, uh, there you go. The answer from one of our listeners. Um I didn't know that. Little uh, little info for everybody. So yeah. Um Bryce Harper um and his Wife are expecting a child. Looks oh, like really? A, looks like a girl. Yeah. Seeing that pop across as well. Ryan doesn't know what happened at NASCAR. I would just suggest that Google. you just go to go to any major sports site. You'll find it. Oh, we got stock tips going on again this morning. Is that right? Yeah. Corey says, stock's heating up, boys. Rebel Grove's now a trading firm. How do we get like the commission? I don't know. That? Like how I mean, we how, 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 how we tap into the broker side of that? It, it, might, come, it might come to that come <laughs> August. I'll tell you that. We'll start running a, NAS, a NASDAQ uh, thread across the top. Just keep it keep it going. That thread has survived a really long time. Yep. That's stock people, thread. I had some people say they've made some money off of it. Okay. Aim to please, whatever. Uh, let's see what we got. Yeah, just Google Bubba Wallace. That's all you need. The rest will take care of itself. Yeah, you don't need extra words. That apparently was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. It was yesterday. Okay. Because they raced at Dega yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I didn't see that. That's gotta get that if you're them, you gotta get to the bottom of that. Like now. Yesterday. Um, I do have one more point on the thing. I wanna I wanna go here because okay. uh I I kind of talked about it and sidestepped it a little bit. A lot of students, a lot of just recently graduated students had gotten on social media were very critical of the renderings and design. That generation, very smart generation, also has a lot of social media at its, at its disposal, and yeah. that's not always not a good thing. They're not going to understand context to great degrees. Um I don't criticize Carl Tart or any of those people for expressing their opinions and not knowing the totality of the situation. Um, 
Now, learning lesson, yep. Um, you know, but every one of those students was not going to understand the IHL politics involved with getting this done. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a teachable moment for them. I think that it's probably something to be careful a little bit. I think that's the negative to that generation is they become very emotional very quickly. And social media like, is right there, like most young people. Yeah, yeah of course. Right, We're saying. Sure. I mean, can you? I mean, if I had social media at the time, I'd have been just as bad. That's not. Yeah, a, that's sure. not a shot at the generation. Sure, it is a shot to breathe, though. Yeah. Hey, take a second. Try to figure out why that happened versus oh god, they're out to get us. That's not always the case. There well, that, are reasons that, behind different things. And I thought that, I thought from a, for a lot of students, including some very bright students and some students that Ole Miss has has marketed in some different ways. That it was, uh, I, I think it's something they probably can learn from to go, hey, probably ought to take a pause here a little bit. That generation's use of TikTok last week. It worked. Oof. Yeah, that got it done. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised as that unfolded how that didn't, but that even, that didn't fit the national narrative either. And so they avoided that. They avoided, the media avoided the big story. The big story was young people all over the country with a grassroots TikTok campaign hid one of the great pranks of all time. Mm-hmm. And they did it for political reasons. And their voices were absolutely heard. And yet the media didn't want to go there. That's not what they wanted. The media said, no, these people are scared of COVID. Mm, that's not it. The COVID thing, that, that's the COVID thing that drives me crazy. It's where I've lost media friends, okay? I'm losing media friends here. This is not political. This is not political. Everybody tells me I'm being political, but I'm not. If it is safe to congregate for political protest, it is safe to congregate for political rallies. If you have the right to express your First Amendment uh, privilege to protest police brutality, you have the right to exercise your First Amendment privilege to advocate for a political candidate. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Sure. If it's not safe for one, it's not safe for the other. Unless you are saying that the virus can differentiate between a protest and a rally. And if that's the case, well, then we're all screwed because this thing's just too smart for us. It's very novel at that point. And I don't give that any, for the record, any credence. So this is media agenda. People go, why do you do this? I get that. Why do you attack media? You're in it. Well, because a lot of you guys are idiots and you're making asses of yourselves. You're using things as you're showing your agenda for political gain, which is not what we're supposed to do. But the story on Saturday night was what youth did and how they did it without the Trump campaign knowing it, how they did it without national media picking up on it. Mm-hmm. They used they used a social media platform that most people under the age of about 25 don't get and pulled it off. And it was brilliant. But that didn't fit the narrative, so you didn't get that news until yeah. later. Whew. Um, 
Maybe more sports tomorrow. We'll see what we get. Oh, actually, maybe not. I'm trying to work on something else. Uh, more sports tomorrow? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking. I was trying. Everybody keeps going. Where's the sports? I was trying to think. What are we doing tomorrow? And I was like, Well, there are no sports. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know when uh, our next show is. A couple things uh, in the hopper. Hopefully uh, here soon. So we'll uh, we'll give you that again. A lot of content. Rebelgrove.com between ten thoughts and other stuff over the weekend. Some tied into sports. Some non-sports. Some more sports or stuff. So. Uh, Appreciate everybody jumping in today. Enjoyed it as always, and we'll talk to you again very, very soon.